and welcome back footy fans to another episode of sandful snapshot as we go through the sandful both the men's and the women's competition are into their seasons so let's talk some state side footy but unfortunately as you will see compared to our first episode we are one panel man short unfortunately Darce had some things come up unfortunately he couldn't make it so Darce we miss you but we'll we will soldier on with the two of us here so let's hop let's throw it to our one remaining panelist on here but a sandful expert and somebody I love chatting footy with Mr. Phil Aspinall Phil how are you doing yeah good, you doing, good, good evening uh, yeah good to good to be with you mate it's a shame Darce can't be with us but uh, as always love chatting sandful footy awesome awesome and I have to say I love seeing that Central District's Guernsey behind you, <laughs> uh, flying very, very proudly along with that to South as the South Australian jersey behind you. So I have to say, absolutely elite. And the on-air signal, I got to say, as you were telling me off, Mike, the, the 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 cool gift from your wife is fantastic. So yeah, we will get to it, sir. Really, really quick before we go diving into the nuts and bolts of this. Thoughts since the last time that we chatted. Unfortunately, we had to take an extra week with with some family issues that I discussed in our previous in our previous episode, the AFL review. But just how are things going in the sample? Because I've been trying to keep an eye on everything. There's so much action going on. We've had four we've had four rounds in the women, three rounds in the men's. How nuts has sample footy been? Yeah, and it's been, of course, the kickoff of the season for the men, so that's been crazy and full-on. And the women are approaching the final season pretty quickly, round nine this week, 12-round season, and, of course, we get teeth uh, long into finals. And, yeah, look, there's been some up-and-down results. It's been fascinating and uh, some surprise results as well. A couple of sides that probably would have we thought would have gone better um, are not necessarily playing as well as we thought. And um, I know uh, you've got your heart uh, with the red and blue in the uh, in the women's competition, and the, and the red legs have had a nice old run, and just turn things around after a terrible start to the year. They're right in the finals mix now, Donnie. Yeah, it was, it was very, very fascinating. I know there, there's, there was a little bit of a joke in our team thing after after they had went 4-0 four and, four and oh, the first four games after our last chat. I, I, put in our, I, I put in our group chat, I put Sleeping Giants, like I had said yes, in the podcast. Yes. And there was, there was a few chuckles, definitely, for sure, um, <laughs> when I had that opportunity. So let's do it. Let's let's. Hop right into it, sir. We'll, we'll start with the men's, and then we'll go to the women's since the men's are just getting started. So we, we won't sit here and go through each and every single game because that would take a little bit, and I don't yeah. have that much time. So we'll, just really quickly, I will quick touch on each of the results, and then I'll say, what was your round game of the round? So really quick, right off the bat, Woodville West Torrance knocks off the, the defending champs, 91-45 to in Norwood. North get a big win over West, 79-63. South gets the win 72-46, and Sturt gets the win over the Glenelg Tigers 80-49. And in the showdown slash triple-A version of, of the of the showdown, Adelaide beat Port Adelaide 124-46. Game of the round, sir, for round one. Oh, look, I think you can't go past the season being kicked off on the Thursday night with the, uh, the Friday night, rather, with Norwood and the Eagles, the reigning premiers excitement about how they were going to defend their title and a massive surprise in terms of the result. I think um, many wouldn't have thought that the Eagles might have got up, but the way they did and three key players pulled out at the last minute. So they had to shuffle the decks at the last minute and uh, look, the reigning premiers are probably struggling with a little bit of depth at the moment. The Eagles are up and about and they flew off to a good start for the season. So 
Oops, sorry, just having some mic issues there, Donnie. But uh, yeah, look, no, it was a, a surprise result, to, more so the margin than, than the actual result itself. Um, and also the Doggies, I think they got off to a pretty slow start. They were um, pretty keen, uh, obviously a lot of new players in the side, but the Panthers really pounced on them. And um, probably the other one, mate, the Double Blues uh, were, were very impressive and they started off the season at three and zip. So that result over Glenelg was a good one for Marty Matner. Yeah, definitely. We'll go quick, quickly. Round two, round two. Start the double and the double blues keep the woes going for the defending premiers 106 53. Adelaide beat Weston, uh, the Adelaide Crows knock off West 93 60. Your Central Bulldogs get the nice 27 point win over the Ruse 67 40. And technical difficulties, as always, always when you're trying to do something somewhat fast and then technical difficulties happen to pop up. South beat to Woodville West Torrance 56-45, and then Glenelg knocks yep. off Port Adelaide 70-53. Game of the round in round two, sir. Well, I saw this one firsthand. Uh, the, the Bulldogs really demolished North Adelaide again, you know, grand finals from last year. And Centrals have been renowned for slow starters, not only at the start of seasons, but in the start of quarters as well. And the Dogs came out of the gun, uh, the gates uh, firing and, and certainly had a bit of bark in their, in their bite. They, they kicked five goals to North Adelaide's nil, and really after quarter time, the game was over. And Full credit to the Bulldogs. They actually played four quarters. North Adelaide looked very North Adelaide-like. Jacob Surgeon's side, normally a really good team uh, across the park, but they they looked a little bit rattled. And the Doggies getting that uh, that big first-up win for the season was probably the highlight. All righty. And then quickly, round three, the last of the games that have been played so far in the men's. I bet a nice little smile as you saw the Central Bulldogs get a <laughs> four-point win over the Adelaide Reserves, 85-81. West knockoff South 96-74. The Double Blues beat Port Adelaide Magpies 108-70. Lenog knocks off the Woodville West Orange Eagles 152. And North knocked on continues, as I said, continues the woes for the reigning premiers 94-40. Three rounds in, sir. Third round, game of the round. Oh, look, it's hard to go past the doggies upsetting the Adelaide Crows, the fancied AFL reserve side. I think they had 15 or 16 AFL-listed players and another four-quarter performance from the Bulldogs, and they find themselves off to a really good start at 2-1. and one. Personal highlight, Donnie, uh, those that would have seen my social media, my little boy Ruben got to be the club mascot, replicating something I did in 1991. So it was a great family day out at Elizabeth and, uh, yeah, really had a, had a ball. And it was nice to not be working, just as a spectator, to watch the game as a neutral although I obviously had my uh, my heart on the Bulldogs, it was just really good to see a good family atmosphere. And the Sanford did it really well with Anzac round, I thought. Uh, each game, they had something to commemorate the uh, the Anzac and the ceremony that we had. And uh, the other game that I thought was really good was the Anzac rematch. North Adelaide really uh, bouncing back with a big win over the struggling reigning premiers, uh, Norwood. Yeah, I, I happened to sit down and watch the highlights of this game, and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And the elation when they took the lead late in the game was absolutely fantastic to see. So again, big ups to big ups to the Duggies on getting a massive, massive win in the competition. So we go from the men's now over to the women's. As we said in the first episode, we went through the first four rounds of the women's, and it, it's been a very interesting batch of results. As soon as I think I've got everything figured out, something changes. <laughs> so let's jump into the women's really quickly. Narelle Smith and the Woodville West Torrance Eagles get off the schneid, get their first win of the season, knocking off the West, knocking off West 57-20. Norwood also getting a, Norwood getting a second win in a row, knocking off the Double Blues 41-32. Glenelg beating the Central Bulldogs 47-15. 
and South continuing a strong, strong year this year, beating the North Adelaide Roosters 40-29 in round five. I have to say this round five was quite interesting seeing Narelle Smith get over the get over the hump with the with the Eagles. But your thoughts really quickly, game of the round. Yeah, look, it's hard to go past uh, Narelle's girls getting the win, that first win for the season. And I think, uh, unfortunately, West Adelaide, despite having some good players like Lauren Young back this year, have just struggled. And, and, and the Eagles finally got reward for the effort because they've been consistent. Whilst they haven't been winning games, they haven't been you know smashed each week. So a uh, great reward for effort. And probably the interesting, most interesting result was uh, the way the, the Tigers demo- demolished the Bulldogs. Central were in some pretty good form and a bad day at the office for the Dogs, but full credit to Glenelg because they played fantastic on the day. Yeah, it was a very interesting round of footy in that round. We jump to round six. A big smile on your face as they start off as the <laughs> Central Bulldogs knock off the defending champ, defending Premier's North 43-38. Sturt with an absolute smashing of Woodville West Torrance 72-12. Norwood just edge over the Bloods 33-27. An absolute cracker to end it. South v. Glenelg. 24-23, not, not the highest scoring game, but an absolute cracking game of footy between these two, a, a tough, hard, physical game of footy. Yeah, and four fascinating games, Tommy. I think across the course, maybe the, the blowout, obviously, with uh, Sturt defeating the Eagles really comfortably, uh, you know, the main one there from a score variation, but the rest of them were really close, all within a goal or two, and um, I called the Central's win against North Adelaide at Prospect with a good friend, Paddy Goldsmith, and that was a really seesawing game. The Doggies were fantastic, kicking seven goals, one, so very straight in front of the, the goal sticks there. And um, the, the Nord girls really started to get that momentum. It's amazing what a win or two or three can do to the confidence. And the girls just got a nice run on. We talk about Westies struggling. Nord made the most of it there. And yeah, that last game of the round, I watched most of the second half and it was uh, the ball for most of the last quarter was in the Tigers forward line. They just couldn't get the, the job done, but good sides know how to win ugly. South were able to hold on and Rick Watts's girls uh, really fancied themselves uh, come the, the back half of the year with a good win there. Definitely, for sure. I, I completely agree with that. We jump over to a very wet, a very wet round that saw a very interesting result right off the bat. Right off the bat, as South beat West Woodville West Torrens ten to eight. In in, I, I did not get a chance to watch this game live, but the downpour and the absolute slop that they had to play in i yes. felt horrible for these girls but hey you go out and you play footy you never know what's going to happen again south gets the tough win but this is one of those where it was just you just had to fight through it it was never easy so it's a difficult one there double blues get the win over north 40 26 norwood with a kind of a surprise result here smashing linnell 48 yeah. 13 and then the and then central's also smashing westies 70 16 so a few blowouts in this game, the the kind of enigma game that was the South game. So interesting, your, your thoughts on this round. Yeah, look, I think, again, Norwood really kind of stamped their authority in terms of being a, a real contender. We know we talked at nauseam about their slow start, but um, also he really showed the form of the patchy form of the Tigers there, almost a little bit Jekyll and Hyde, really good one week and really poor the week after. And, um, yeah, just consistency, a bit of an issue down there for Lexi Edwards and, and the Tigers girls. But, Look, another another good result for the Double Blues who keep their hunt in the in their hunt for finals in the mix, and um, the doggies just doing what the doggies do well and recorded their biggest win in Sanford W history. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. We jump to it. The last round that has been played, round eight, sees South with an absolute absolute um, demolishing of Westies, forty five seven. 
another absolute classic between North and Norwood. Yeah. And I, I feel horrible. Another snake bitten Norwood performance as North gets the win 45 43. Woodland West Torrance with a shocking win over the Glenelg Tigers 45 12 and jumped out yeah. to an early lead in that one and absolutely ran away with it. So it's interesting to see how Glenelg bounces back. And then, as as you saw, as I messaged you after this, the Central Bulldogs get a win with so little time left on the clock, 50-46, <laughs> kicking that goal late. I remember when it happened when I watched it, because I had to watch it on delay, because I think the game was on like at 2 a.m., so I unfortunately yeah. was not up. Yeah. I put my hands over my mouth and went, oh, my God, did that just happen? Like, could not yeah. believe it. And I'm watching a replay. So I can only yeah. imagine for somebody like you who, who who got to see this and could not believe what you were seeing. Yeah, look, it was an amazing result. And at one stage during the call, I was thinking I maybe need to call the police because there was a robbery. Central District stole that one at the last minute. And Caitlin Rosenzweig was the hero, kicked four goals. And what I love about footy, Donnie, is sometimes you can go to a game and you just see like a one-on-one -on -one battle between two players that is worth the price of a mission alone. And Abby Ballard, a Sturt Gell, power-listed AFLW player, absolutely dominated uh, Rosenzweig in the first half. Caitlin couldn't get near it. I had a chat to Coach Ben Hunt before the game of the Bulldogs and said, I think Caitlin's due for a big one. She's just struggled perhaps to be consistent across the course of the season. And that was kind of coming to fruition in that first half. Ballard dominated and four goals in the second half from Rosenzweig, including, including the winner with seconds to go, really paid way for the doggies to basically all but ensure themselves their first finals berth since inception in 2019. Yeah, which is which is absolutely fantastic, and you love and you love seeing that. And, and Shelby Smith, the captain of it, absolute gutting performance. She played so well. She played so well in that game. So many great performances there. It just they never gave up. They just kept yeah. pushing. And when yep. that goal went through, you could see the elation on their faces. And it, it is kind of the one thing where, where I ask you this because of the women not having time on and everything like that. This is one of those where the result is great, but you almost wish that they could do time. You almost wish that they could have the stoppage to see, to give the, the opportunity back uh, late in the game for the, for the, for the opposing side. But unfortunately it's the way the rules are currently, but yeah. Wow. And it's a good point, Donnie, because um, the ball got back to the middle with about 25 seconds of play left. So Rosenzweig kicked the goal, ball goes back to the middle, but in the sample now we've got the starting six, six, six position. So all players mm -hmm. have to be, in their certain zones before the umpire can kick off proceedings. And yeah, because of the no time on, it took five or six seconds off the clock for the girls to get to their position. Time the umpire throws the ball up in the air, the siren sounded and any faint last hope per grasp that uh, the double blues would have had was snuffed out because of no time on. So interesting point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely difficult for that. It, it, it was, it was getting, it was getting for start, but again, centrals has to be absolutely, um, absolutely elated. And then to kind of go off of that, before we go to burning questions, um, I had the I had the pleasure of being introduced to Maya Richter um, from the State yeah. Double Blues, and unfortunately, yep. as we as we found out this week, she had to retire due to medical situations due to her concussion. So I wanted to take the time out in the process because I had some communications with her to yep. to thank her for her for her career. Unfortunately, cut way too short. Um, sad to see uh, such a such a very good leader and a great player have to to leave the the sport for that particular situation. But I wanted to take the yeah. opportunity to to send that out. Um, she's been out, nothing but class in my communications with her. I still plan on hopefully sitting down with her and talking footy because I, I think she's got a great story and I think it, it is definitely worth it, no matter if she's playing or not. So my, yeah. my thank you to Maya um, on that one. Um, 
an incredible player. Yeah, just on that, Donnie, I had the opportunity uh, pre-game when I go and ca- ca- catch up with the coaches and check the last-minute changes to actually have a quick chat to her and the same thing, mate. I passed on her con- our congratulations to her for a wonderful career. Had the opportunity to chat to her about the concussions and basically the, she's 22 years old. You know, she's, she's got her life ahead of her and she's going to stay involved in 40. She's going to be an assistant coach and I think she'll find her real calling there in that regard to stay in the game. But, yeah, we, we've seen the pertinence, I guess, of head concussions and... and, and uh, the repercussions that can come from it if you don't look after yourself. So I think the best decision while disappointing for Maya and, and the Sturt Footy Club, the interest of her health has to come to the forefront. So, unfortunately, she won't be on the field. But as you said, being having that influence in the coaching staff and everything like that, I think she's going to do yep. a wonderful, wonderful job in footy. I don't Agreed. think her, her life in footy is over at all. So but wanted to take the time to do that really quickly since – we had just talked about the start. So we jump to it. Burning questions time. And this is going to be fascinating because I have both a couple of men's and a couple of women's questions. <laughs> so here we go, Phil. I, I know this is going to be fascinating for you. First question right off the bat. Should the defending premiers Norwood be concerned that their first three games, they are 0-3 so far in the season? Yeah, I think so, mate. It's always difficult to come back from such a slow start. I think from memory last year after round eight, they were four and, uh, sorry, two and six. So that was a pretty challenging comeback for them. Their second half of the year really got the game going. I think the difference for Nord this year, Donnie, is the lack of depth. I think they haven't got as strong a squad as they had last year. And unfortunately, with footy with the season, as we know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. But you also need a little bit of luck from an injury perspective. And Nord haven't had that to start the year. A lot of their senior players are the players out missing and it's not one or two weeks where they'll come back in shortly. It's five, six, seven weeks. And if you go into, you know, the back half of the year when you're, you know, two wins and eight losses, it's going to be near impossible. So, yeah, I think the, the reigning premiers are in a little bit of trouble. And Jade Rawlings, as much as he's a great coach, I just don't think he's got the cattle to really see them recover and have an impact in the back half of the year. Yeah, it'd definitely be interesting. It's tough to start off the season the way that is because you start off in a hole. I know Port Adelaide last year in the AFL had that same problem, went 0-5, and, and they were just – they were trying to dig out of the hole the entire yep. season and they just couldn't pull it off. And unfortunately, yep. with an only 18 game season and already four down, already three down, you're you're in the hole that unless you go on a mighty run, you could be struggling a little bit to make finals this year. So we'll have, definitely have yeah. to keep an eye on that. So we jump from the doldrums to the positive. Mm-hmm. The Sturt Double Blues are the only undefeated team left in the sandful. So I asked this, are they the early favorite? for the flag, or is it way too early to say? Yeah, I'm never a fan of going early. I think you need to really see, uh, you know, at least uh, all clubs play each other once to, to get a balance for how the season's progressing. But you can't help but be impressed by Marty Matner's double blues. We talk about depth, and they've got that. I've done, they've done some selective recruiting. They've in particular got Martin Frederick, who's an ex-Port Adelaide power-listed player, um, resisted temptation to go back to his home, Woodville West Torrens Eagles, and um, I think the opportunity to play through the midfield and, he just brings some X factor. He's probably the quickest guy in the sample, just dominates through the midfield and on his wing. Uh, and the double blues share the load. They don't rely on one or two players to kick them bags of goals. Their midfielders kick goals. They've got a good spread. And they're, they're a champion team, not a team of champions. And I think they're going to go really deep into finals. Yeah, definitely for sure. And definitely have to see how that goes. Uh, fascinating. And it's good to see um, Frederick get get, a, get another shot. Because who yeah. knows? You have a great career. You have a good, you have a good season at start. You may find, you may get yourself a lifeline when it comes to the midseason draft. I know that's right. Sam, I, I know sample fans. The midseason draft sends shivers up your spines for some of them, but it, it it is one of the good things about the midseason draft is you have a great you have a good state league season. It gives you that shot to be hey, 
let's give this guy another shot. So yeah, you're we'll, in the eye of the recruiters. Yeah, we'll find we'll find the positive. We'll find try to find the positives of something that I know is not always easy to discuss when it comes to state league footy. Yep. So we jump from the men's now to the women's. And the little grin, the little grin on my face, because we we kind of discussed it a little bit when I was talking about the sleeping giants during during the women's progression. Norwood had come charging from an zero and three start to four and one since the last time that we chatted. Are they a legit flag contender, or is South the clear favorite with only four rounds to go till the finals? Look, South are the clear favorite for mine. I think the doggies are a red hot chance if they maintain this form. But you can't you can't help but be impressed by the comeback that the Norwood girls have mounted in the in the latter part so far. And, you know, look at their, their their history. They've won four of the last five games. So that four in a row runs really got them into third spot at the moment. And Donnie, they've got the best percentage in the competition. So in a tight season, come the, 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 the business end of the year where percentage might come into play, they're two percentage points clear of South Adelaide. So they're not only are kicking big scores, but they're defending well as well. And of course, led by one of your good friends, Ali Farrell, who's back in the side, I think this week, looking forward mm-hmm. to calling her. So Look, I think the the red legs are definitely on a bit of a run, and and don't don't write them off from playing finals footy for sure. Yeah, definitely, and and it was very interesting to see it. Well, and the fact that they most of their losses have all been by low margin, so I think that minimal, really helps. Minimal. Really helps your percentages too, because yep. when they're scoring, they're keeping it close. They won't. They they really have, really have been in all of the games that they have played. So completely agree with you on that. I think I think South is the favorite, but. Norwood's that sneaky chance you get in in a team that that they're used to playing tight games. You never know if they can get over the hump. So, yeah, and, then and as, Donnie, as... just with depth as well. Sorry, Matt, for South Adelaide, they won the Development League Grand Final, so kind of the sample women's reserves that play like mm-hmm. a conjunct a short a season rather. And um, that they had some stars in that team that had played AFLW footy in their reserves team. So, really goes to show that the depth at Pantherland is in pretty good form. Yeah, and they played and they played Norwood in that in that yes. grand, in that grand final too. So it, so it shows you both both teams have a pretty good yep. development there. So we definitely have to see how that goes. So and then as we said, four rounds to go in the home and away season. So unfortunately, it's still far too far too short in my opinion. But that's just me personally. So I asked <laughs> this of you: Who's your team to watch in these last four games headed toward headed towards finals? I think it has to be Norwood, mate, because I think, you know, they've shown that great run and I think the next couple of weeks is really going to be a challenge for them. I'm looking forward to calling the game on Sunday morning. They're playing the double blue. So that's going to be a fascinating game. It's almost going to be some form of a a mini final outside of the finals race. And I think if Norwood can get back in the winner's circle, give them that momentum, it'll be an important challenge for them to be able to just retain that top three uh, grip on on the finals race. And look, you know, the red legs, they're going to be up and about. I think they've certainly got a good side and they're playing some better footy. Um, looking forward to seeing if the dogs can hold on to the pressure that's going to be crawling up on them because obviously we, you know, they haven't played finals and everyone's going to want them to qualify. So uh, I think if my maths correct serves me correctly. If they win by about five goals on the weekend, that should secure them a finals berth. But it'll be keen, I'll be keen, obviously, personally, with it being a Central's man myself, keeping a close eye on whether the dogs can finally break the shackles. Yeah, it'll def- definitely be interesting. Definitely be interesting to see how that goes because again, it's you're, you're right in that. There's so many teams in that cluster around the final, so it'll be fascinating to see how it goes. The good thing is Centrals, Centrals and Souths both have that have that little bit of a buffer, so I, I yeah. don't think there's any worry of them not making finals. It's going to be placement, I think, for seeding, I think, will be the definitely their go to see how that goes. So we went through the burning questions. We've done through it. I know this is because we do multiple rounds, but let's tip the next round for each of the same for each of the sample ones we'll start with round four for the men's and a little bit of a grin here that i have is the start double blues take on the central bulldog central districts bulldogs 
Sir, is it your red, white, and blue heart, or is it the start double blues are just too good? Oh, look, Donny, I've learned over over the years of commentating to tip with the head and not the heart because mm-hmm. quite often it just gets mixed up and in the way. But look, this would be a good challenge for Central. However, I don't think that their game style suits the smaller ground. Only for those that know, is quite a small boutique type stadium, and the Ponderosa, as it's known out of Elizabeth, is quite a large oval. So I think the game style, um, the, the red legs, uh, sorry, the double blues rather like it in tight and in close, and the smaller venue of Unley should suit them. I think it's a great challenge for Central. But I saw Port Adelaide and the Sturt side last week, and and you know the AFL side that Port Adelaide put out on the park was pretty pretty good quality, and the Double Blues just dismantled them. They were really really good. So look, as much as I'd love to see the doggies win, I think Sturt will win this one by about three or four goals. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I agree with you on that one. Just from what I've seen, I think Sturt just a little too much. But Centrals, hey, if they get it, if they can keep it close, they've already got that tough win over Adelaide. So you just never know. So yeah, alrighty. At the Adelaide Oval, conveniently, the South the 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 leader uh, the South oh, the the South Panthers take on the Adelaide Reserves. Who do you got in this one? Yeah, look, I think Adelaide Crows have been off to a good start. I saw them against the Bulldogs on the weekend when my son was the mascot, and look, they had seventeen AFL listed players, including Brad Crouch, who just dominated through the midfield. South are very Jekyll and Hyde, mate. I think they they, they let themselves down by by poor performances week in week out, and um, I think they'll be keen to make amends for their poor showing, but. On paper, uh, the Crows should be way too strong. All righty, we jump to it again. North Adelaide, North Adelaide v Woodville West Torrance at Prospect Oval. Who do you like in this one? Oh, the Roosters, Donnie, for mine, they're the clear flag favourites. I think looking at their injury list, they've got some good players to come back into the side. And Sam Mays, a former North Adelaide junior who spent his time in the NFL with Brisbane and Port Adelaide, start, makes his senior debut for the Roosters this season after coming off an injury. And the Eagles, well, they were pretty poor against Glenelg last week. So, um, I think it'll be a matter of uh, how far North Adelaide, particularly on their on their home deck at Prospect. All righty, down to down to Loxton Oval as Westies take on the Magpies of Port Adelaide. Yeah, look, this is a great uh, second coming of the Russell Ebert tribute match. Of course, Russell uh, sadly passed away a few seasons ago, but a Port Adelaide legend, and of course, a connection there with the Riverland being born there. And I think uh, great uh, kudos to the Sample for doing this. West Adelaide had their first win last week. They broke the shackles. They were very good from all reports. Port Adelaide, a little bit patchy. They'll have some changes from the AFL side that'll filter back down to the sample. So whilst I'm tempted to tip the bloods in this one, I think Port Adelaide will be too strong. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see how how Port Adelaide handles some of the injury woes that they're starting to kind of fight with up and up in the AFL. So I have to see how that yep. goes. And last but not least, I'm not even going to make the attempt at the oval because I'm not sure is it's going to take on Norwood in the last game of this round. I'll give the sponsor a plug there, Strata Rama. So they're a Strata company, Strata Rama Stadium, and that's going to be fun to get out when you're there, down there hosting and doing the commentary. But, um, yeah, 10-year sponsor, one of the biggest long-serving sponsorships signed in the sample. So great work by Glenelg to secure that. And I think they'll secure themselves a win. We've talked about the struggles of the Redlegs, and I think Jade Rawlings' side, they just don't have the cattle at the moment. They'll bring in, maybe bring in Jackson Callow, who's an ex-Hawthorne-listed player, um, played some footy with Norwood before being drafted, and... Uh, the Tigers, they're coached by Darren Reeves, who's got connections at Central and North Adelaide, and I think they'll be way too strong, and the Tigers should continue on their way. Yeah, definitely. The good thing is, at least you don't have to worry about certain Centrals being played at that game, at that, that, that particular ground, because <laughs> that, that would be an alliteration absolute nightmare. It would be a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, we'll jump over to the, women, to the women's competition again. The last four games before finals, it, it is sad to see it, but I think this could be an absolute cracker. Right off the bat, as, as we kind of said dur- during our during our burning question, Sturt 
take on Norwood and Wigan Oval. I'm fascinated on this. For me, Sturt's toughness. How do they bounce back from last week's difficult loss to Centrals? Uh, Norwood will be interesting, as, as you said, and I actually I can confirm this. Allie Farrell will be back after her little Excellent. knee issue that she had and her broken nose that she's been fighting with. I swear she's she's been snake bitten with injury for the last few weeks. So she is back. Yep. They do lose their their two under-18 girls, Molly Brooksby and um, Kobe Morgan. But I think when it comes to it, I, I'm, I'm going to go Norwood on this one. But Sturt's going to give them a mighty test. And again, Sturt is a tough, tough team. They're, they're not going to go. They're not going to roll over. But second time playing a team is not always easy to get that win. So I think this will be an even a very, very tough contest. Yeah, it's a good comment you make. I'd be interested to see, particularly seeing uh, the Double Blues firsthand with that uh, upset loss at the uh, last minute, how they recover from that. Um, Sturt have been affected by a couple of the state girls as well. We we're chatting off air that most of the Sandville clubs will have representation for the state championships over in Perth, where SA will take on WA on Sunday. And it's great to see that even spread, but I think it will impact both these sides, probably more so than the others outside of the Eagles. And look, fourth versus uh, third versus fourth, rather, Real toss of the coin. I think I'm probably going to go with Norwood because I think that experience of Ali Farrell coming back in. Also looking forward to seeing Jarks for the first time in Rucker recruit that's come down from the top end. And look, I think this will be a toss of the coin, as I said, and I reckon I might go with maybe the Red Legs will give the Double Blues another dying heart-stopping loss on the, on the on the last quarter siren. And Ali Farrell to kick the winning goal, Donny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Being 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 a being a key defender, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that'll happen as much no. as I love her, but I, yeah. I don't think I don't think that'll happen, but I I agree. I think this is going to be another absolute classic. Again, the girls have have played so many great games. I've loved some of the, the the close tight ones. I know some people look at the score. I don't care about the score if it's a tight, tough, competitive game. It's got my attention. It's got me entertained. Yep. I will definitely yep. agree with that. So, as we kind of said, one of the teams that we would say is the favorite as Souths go on the road to Stadarama Stadium. I got it out. OMG, well I got well it out. And they take on Glenelg. A Glenelg team that, unfortunately, I, I'm really worried about them in this game because some of their really good players like Piper Window will, and, and, and Matilda Schultz are both going to be out representing representing State. I think South win this one, and um, I worry this gets ugly. Yeah, look, I couldn't agree more, mate. South Adelaide by how far, and it's disappointing for the Tigers because after round five, they were four and one. They lost their first game, won their next four, but now they've lost three in a row, and um, that, that must be shattering for the confidence of Lexi Edwards and the girls there, and um, they don't face any easier tasks than the top of the table Panthers who are on four on the trot themselves. So mm-hmm. um, we talked about the closeness of percentage. I think the Panthers, in the back of their mind, they're just going to want the two points and the win. But I reckon Rick Watts might be thinking it might be nice just to bank a little bit of percentage here. Yeah, for, unfortunately, I see that it, it, with some of the some of the absolute guns that are out due to that state league thing, which it shows how good their, their development has been that they have so many state representatives. Yeah. But this is one of those few times that it absolutely hurts, which is also a great transition because Woodville West Torrance is also absolutely stricken because I think they've had at least five, if not six girls on yep. the state league team, including their absolute gun, Sinead Goody. So I, I worry a little bit about this game a little bit. Westies, this could be the soft, this could be the soft game to get them off their schneid after several of these losses. Unfortunately, I, I, I chatted with Coach Norrell Smith I know this is something, this is going to be a challenge for her. How's her depth and her developmental league and everything like that? I'm going to tip Woodville. I, I think sometimes when you lose some of these things, they can bring themselves together. 
So we'll yeah. have to see. But this is going to be a tight one. I, I think this is this is could be a scare game for Woodville West Torrens uh, with Westies maybe having that shot with some of the stars that will be out for Woodville West Torrens. Yeah, look, I think it might be a tight one here as well. And I'm just going to go towards West Adelaide. They've lost six on the on the trot now as well. And whilst the Eagles have been confident with their last uh, couple of wins in the last month or so, I think West Adelaide have got a better side on paper based on those outs. The outs for the Eagles certainly outweigh the, the quality that's in the West Adelaide lineup. And um, whilst Lauren Young won't be playing, she'll be over in Perth for the SA girls. I think there's a couple of good players coming back from suspension and injury for the West Adelaide side. So I think the Bloods will, if they get the win, will get themselves off the bottom of the ladder. Yep, and then the absolute cracker, Central Bulldogs versus North Adelaide Roosters. I'm I'm fascinated by this. I think Central's gets this done. I, I think Central's has been much more of a consistent team. I think North, again, has been a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde when it comes to it. They'll have their great performances, and then they have these performances where I, I, I go – Aren't you North? Like I, I don't mean I don't mean that condescendingly, but I'm no. like, aren't you the defending premiers? Aren't you North Adelaide? Why are you playing like this? Like it's nothing personal, but it's very fascinating. So thoughts on this one? Yeah, and I've I've kept a close eye on North Adelaide. I've seen a lot of them in recent seasons. Called their premiership win last year, and, and know Chrissy Steen, their coach, reasonably well. And um, I think she's struggled as well to get the, that consistency of performance from her team. But she's been a little bit unlucky as well throughout the course of the year with some injuries. And then when you go back to the development league to test the depth, it's not the same. They've lost some girls in the offseason they weren't expecting to lose. Uh, I think they've had a bad run with injuries to some key personnel. And um, I think North Adelaide, there's still a chance to play finals. And this one will be a fascinating game. I think they're going to be hard up against one of the form teams in the competition. And as we're chatting off there, the Bulldogs get two AFLW-listed girls back after being late withdrawals last week in Maria Maloney. Uh, and 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 Tickle as well, so I think that'll enhance the Bulldogs' power in the midfield and the firepower up in attack. And I reckon the doggies get up by about five goals in this one. Yeah, I think think the doggies just too good, just too strong in this one. Unfortunately, North is North is not nearly as strong as seasons before. So, all right, Phil, that is going to do it for the for this sample snapshot. Again, absolutely fantastic. I am loving this. I'm loving this competition, both the men's and the women's. It's been absolutely fantastic. I will admit it's a little bit more difficult to try to keep an eye on the men's because with extra with extra games and the AFL getting really into yeah. it, but I'm trying to watch as much as possible. And the highlights in the games that I have watched have been absolutely scintillating. I agree that state league footy, especially in the sample, is getting better and better. I absolutely love it. It's been fantastic. So just really quickly, for, for those that may be listening that don't keep an eye on the sample, why is this such a good why is this such an awesome league? And how happy are you that the sample has agreed with the AFL to now play the men's games on the AFL live app, which I know takes away a little bit from the sample now, but I think it's a great investment by the AFL in the sample to be able to now have all three of the big leagues access and available on their app. Yeah, when we got caught, uh, called into Adelaide Oval for a preseason catch-up uh, with the guy that runs the commentary and we're given the news by the sample, it was February and we were thinking, is it Christmas again? Luckily, we thought it's fantastic news. It's great, obviously, um, promotion for the league, uh, exposure and coverage. And full credit to the sample as well. I know sometimes people get stuck into businesses and corporations where they think that they're money hungry and grabs and stuff like that. But the sample said, we will give a refund to those that have paid for the full sample now subscription. They'll give a partial refund. So full credit to them for doing that because it is now available and free on the uh, on the AFL app, as you said. Great exposure for the players, for the commentators. We, we love doing it. We love being able to bring it to even more of a network around the world. And 
Um, the sample's in a really healthy position, Donnie. I got a, a, a press conference uh, release from Paula Brinkworth at the sample saying that we've had the first four rounds of attendance have been the most in 10 or 12 years. So um, it's being attended in high numbers. We've had some pretty good weather to start the season because obviously that can sometimes play an impact in, uh, in attendances. Um, and the Anzac round last week was extremely well done. So, yeah, look, look, look forward to really cracking uh, cracking on with the sample. And before you know it, mate, a month will pass and we'll be talking sample W finals. And, um, yeah, the, 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 the smell of finals are in the air. It's, it's, it's a bit weird because it's so early in the year, but um, looking forward to seeing how the, how the, uh, the sample finals un unfold. And hopefully my doggies girls might be able to sneak in. Yeah, definitely for sure. And it's been absolutely fantastic. I know, I know, I remember reaching out when they made that thing. I was like, I paid for the full sample now. But I, I sat down and I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? I really do love the, the competition and it's going to be way so much more of a pain in the rear end to try to get the refund. So I thought, you know what? I'll just let them have my 20 and my, my 20 bucks. It's not super, yeah, it's not great. super, super big there. And it goes to the competition and it goes for, for good things when it comes to it, to, to SA footy. And like I said, I absolutely adored it. The women's season has been absolutely classic. It got me through the, through a couple of months, maybe through yeah. at least a month there before the AFL started and, and yeah. just makes me smile. And it's just been absolutely fantastic. And I have to say this again, all my sample contacts have been absolutely wonderful. Yourself, Dars, Ali Farrell has been absolutely fantastic. I I sit here today knowing I have an interview with an AFLW listed player on Sunday and I'm sitting here just smiling because this is so mm -hmm. cool Like I, to, to have these connections. And it's just been absolutely fantastic. So Thank you again to everybody there, especially you, Phil. This has been absolutely fantastic. That is going to do it for the Sample Snapshot Episode 2. Keep an eye out. Like I said, we'll be back in a few weeks. We'll most likely hit it just before the women's finals get started, and we'll be around just short of halfway through the men's season. So we'll be back with another episode in the Donnie's Disposals Sample Snapshot very soon. Keep an eye out. More episodes still to come.